0: Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge,
1: Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow.
0: Now, here's Roy.
1: Hello and welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Let me begin today's program by asking you a question. Do you spend more time and effort planning your annual family vacation than you spend planning for retirement? I know retirement planning isn't all that fun, but you better not put it off. In the U.S., a whopping 10,000 baby boomers are retiring every single day, and if you're too young to be a baby boomer, your time will soon be coming. And here's the scary part. According to the Social Security Administration, 94% of boomers have less than $5,000 saved for retirement. And combined with Social Security, if you're eligible, the 5000 might get you through the first two or three months. What then? <laughs> so how so- soon do you plan to retire, and how will you generate the annual cash flow needed to fund a stress-free retirement, perhaps for many years? And for many of us, there's another challenge. Are you counting upon an employer-sponsored pension? If so, how certain are you that the uh, promised benefits will be there when you retire? My guest, veteran financial advisor and author Rob Hill, puts it this way, many retirees and pre-retirees have a firm grip on an empty bag. Because so many pension funds, both private and public, are seriously underfunded, that pension you're counting upon to help fund your retirement may longer be there when you come to collect. And those employers sponsored uh, at 401k savings uh, accounts uh, face market risks challenges as well. And uh, Rob's here to talk about critical mistakes so many retirees and near retirees make without even realizing it and why simply trying to save your way to retirement definitely should not be your goal. And Rob Hill is an author, lecturer, speaker, and trainer. With over 18 years' experience as a financial advisor, he leads R. Hill Enterprises, a full service financial advisory company in Aurora, Illinois, inspires folks like you and me to overcome inertia and take an active, positive role in ensuring. The Financially Stress-Free Retirement of Our Dreams, and he's author of the brand-new book, Ask the Right Questions, Get the Right Answers for Sound Financial Retirement Planning. And hello, Rob Hill, and welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age.
0: Well, good morning, Roy, and thank, thank you for having me.
1: Well, before we get started, I need to make the standard disclaimer that Rob Hill does not have access to your retirement portfolio or your current circumstances. Therefore, his general recommendations or financial advice may not apply to your specific personal financial situation And conversations that follow are for informational purposes only and do not represent an endorsement of any specific investment, vehicle, product, or service. I know we always make those uh, that statement when a financial guy comes onto our program. <laughs> so uh, to get started, why are you warning folks that trying to save your way to retirement shouldn't be your goal? In contrast, what should your retirement goal be?
0: Okay, well, to answer the first part of your question about the saving for retirement, there's one critical factor that... Would, would 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 need to be would need to come to mind when you talk about saving and that simple fact is that the cost of living doubles every 10 years okay yeah so that money that you're saving is not getting enough interest on it to even make a difference okay yeah. so the money that you save you're going to have to put it somewhere where it can earn more money yeah, you can't and just sock. put it in your yeah. sock. In other words, <laughs> that, 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 that's not going to work. Even a savings account. I mean, yeah. you may be getting one percent. You know, yeah. you look at look at look at the different the different banks out there. Okay, tell you, <laughs> oh, you can save your money here. We're going to give you one hundred. I mean, one yeah. percent. But then look at how much you're going to be paying on their credit cards. Yeah. Okay? You, yeah. They're, they're gonna pay you one percent to put your money on the
1: credit
0: card. Yes. Oh, yes. You're gonna be paying four, four or five percent on yeah. that credit card if you're a good uh, debt manager. Okay. Yeah. Because there's only two things, the only two options most people have. Yeah. As a Matter of fact, everybody has two options. Either you learn how to manage debt, or you learn how to create wealth. Yeah. Okay. So we spend all our years working for this immediate income. Why? Because we have those immediate bills.
1: Yeah.
0: And everybody's so focused with their nose to the grindstone and keeping up with the bills and all that kind of stuff that they put retirement off.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they somehow think it's magically going to take care of itself. Right, right.
0: But, <laughs> like you know, the the the, uh, the belief is that you're going to have that, that pension when you get to that retirement age, and I submit to you again that retirement is not an age; it is a financial position oh that's okay. a good point too yes.
1: <laughs> well, can you please outline the five critical mistakes that so many of us make in preparing for retirement, as you put it, without even knowing it, and how can we avoid these mistakes
0: well the first the first critical mistake is. Not even thinking about it, not doing anything about it, just 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 driving on, you know. And then as people get older, like into their their forties, early fifties, then they start thinking about this thing
1: yeah. called retirement. Okay. Well, most of, well, of our now, listeners are already to that point, so I guess they're right, thinking about so it. so you
0: you you've lost a number of years because time and money is a funny thing. Yeah. Okay. The more time you have to put your money in a vehicle, the better it's going to be for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Provided provided that vehicle uh, is, is safety-oriented and not tied to the stock market, because it's not what you make, my friend. It's what you keep that counts. <laughs> yeah. Okay?
1: Of course, it also oh. better be generating some appreciation, at least to the degree that the inflation is hitting so that you're not losing.
0: Right. Well, your- you know, that, that's a funny thing that you brought that up. And we're, we're going to be on point number two when I finish this point. Yeah. Okay. But inflation, what is inflation? You know what inflation is, Roy? Yeah. Inflation is the decreasing value of the dollar. Yeah. Things are not costing more. The dollar is getting weaker.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good way to
0: put it when you think about it. Okay. And now now point number 2 is wills and trust, okay? People, yeah. you know you got to you got to put this stuff in place because you don't know when it's going to happen. You know, and, and the worst thing I've seen so many situations where the 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 loved ones that are left behind are bickering over this and bickering over that and God knows that, Money can drive a wedge between family members. Okay.
1: Yeah, and you also end up paying uh, big fees to the uh, right, to probate, and, to and, all that that
0: kind of probate and all that kind of stuff. It can all it can all be avoided. It can yeah. all be avoided. Yeah. The third thing that a person needs to to wrap their mind around is simply this: you have got to take one hundred percent responsibility for your retirement. Amen. So if if there if if your company offers you a pension, that is great. If it's there when you get there, that's even better. However, you gotta hope for the best and prepare for the worst.
1: Yeah, that's okay? a good point.
0: So it's it's better it's better for you to prepare. I mean, it, I I sum it up to say this: better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it.
1: Amen. <laughs>
0: <Hey>, <laughs> okay, and so that that that's point number three. Point number four is about the different financial products out there. You know, a person, say you've had your insurance policy for four or five years. See, insurance is one of those things that you buy and you stick it in a drawer and you forget about it, yeah. right? Well, see, in my uh, meetings with different clients over the years, I have found that there needs to be a, 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 a review of whether or not this prop is performing to your expectations. And that's why we have a policy performance audit. Okay? Oh. Now and I have several reports that are available if, if uh listeners would just text their name and their email address and the keyword retire to five eight 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 five. Okay that that's okay. that's the, your name your email address and the keyword retire to 58885 okay okay and you're going to get some some information there and you'll be on my list and we'll have I'll be sending you various reports about different financial vehicles and why you should be concerned about that and all that now that was that was point number 4 point number 5 is simply this you have got most people, they, they get into retirement, and what they do is they downsize. Okay? They get rid of the big house, they do all, and, and they just downsize everything. Is that the way it's supposed to be? I mean, you spent all your life working only to downsize? It's because of the simple fact that we live in a consumer driven economy. Yeah. Now, everybody's heard that term before, but what that basically means is simply this. The system is designed to keep you in debt, okay? <laughs> it, it's designed that way. That, that, it, it's, it's funny how it is, but that's the way it works. You know, why do you think they came up with easy payment plans?
1: Yeah, easy pay. And, yes.
0: Yeah, good, good, good credit and all this. I mean, they're getting so so savvy with this stuff. I mean, the payday loans, the the renters. So you can go and rent a TV.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you rent your furniture,
0: you, you think <laughs> about all the seat, and if you have payments now, odds are you will until you die. Yeah,
1: that's a
0: good okay. point. So, so that that's that that's the fifth thing and and most importantly, you've got to get with a competent financial advisor. Yeah, we'll talk about that also, in a few minutes, yes. how
1: you find you're, one. But
0: you're also going to have to get, in, get with a lawyer and some tax yeah. professionals too, because yeah. there are options available, but the longer you wait, time wipes those options off the yeah, table. Yeah, that's
1: for sure. Well, let's get down to where rubber meets the road and talk about your new book, Ask the Right Questions, Get the Right Answers for a Sound Financial Retirement Planning. Chapter 3 is titled The Great Retirement Ripoff. What is this ripoff and what's the best way for us to avoid it?
0: Well, you know, that that goes back to 1974 and our illustrious president, Gerald R. Ford, okay? Um, First and foremost, let me say this the business of America is business, okay? A lot of people may find it hard to wrap their mind around that, but that's what it is because our government is in cahoots with industry, yeah. okay? Without industry, there is no country, no. okay? So that being said, the ERISA law, the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974, was put in place under the auspices that it would protect people's retirement funds,
1: no. okay?
0: That, that that That's what it was put into place, supposedly to do in actuality what it, is, it should be renamed from the Employee Retirement Income Security Act to the Employer Retirement Income Security Act, because what this law basically did was it took the burden of retirement off of the employee and off the employer and placed it squarely on the back of the employee yeah. and introduced these things called 401Ks into the mix,
1: okay? Yeah, and that, now, that was an excuse for a lot of the private companies to get rid of their pensions.
0: <laughs> right, and they're, they're still I dumping today. They're still, they're, they're still dumping those pensions today because yeah. business goes into bu- people go into business to make money. Yeah. Okay. Now when ev- when they introduced this retirement thing, the average person was living about eighteen months into retirement. Yeah, we, right. we can handle that. Yeah. But now people are living eighteen years in retirement. Yeah. And it is wreaking havoc on the shareholders. Yeah. Okay. And that that that's not gonna work. Okay, because the business is going to business, not for you to have a job in retirement, but so that they can make money for their investors. Yeah. Okay. So this is where people gotta gotta decide: Am I gonna wait and see if they have a pension for me? (laughs)
1: Like
0: I said, firm grip on an empty bag.
1: Yeah, that's depending on someone else instead of taking the initiative yourself.
0: Well, right, you 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 got to take take responsibility for your own retirement yeah. and keep in mind retirement has nothing to do with your age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can get 65 and you think you're retired. You haven't been, you're not retired. My friend, you've been fired.
1: Yeah. Okay. And not, not certainly not if you can't afford it, you're not retired. You're fired.
0: Like you said, right now you, 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 brought up, you brought up that word afford, Yeah. afford that. That's a funny word. Okay. If you can't afford like like I said, the cost of living doubles every ten years. Yeah. So that means that if you're living on thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year right now, yeah. ten years from now, that is going to have to double just to maintain.
1: Hmm. That's a frightening okay. thought, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yes it is. And then there's another thing too, health care. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people, they they thinking that, see, that, that pension, those benefits, have health care wrapped into it. Yeah. Okay? And health care is skyrocketing.
1: Yeah, that's inflation okay. is much higher in health care than it is in most everything else.
0: Yes, yes. Why? Well, number one, we got so many lawyers out there, you know, and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. So, but You're that's a whole nother are
1: preaching to the choir there when you talk about the, the right. of so, all the lawyers out
0: there. Well, there there are um, there are vehicles out there that can offset those medical expenses Absolutely. and provide additional income too but it's it, there There are different products out there and I'm glad you let that disclaimer out at the beginning of our, our talk
1: Yeah,
0: because not this is not a one-size-fits-all no okay. and so you need to get with your respective financial advisor or um, talk to us or whatever we'll do that that uh, policy review the policy audit the policy performance audit We'll do that for you for free, and we have reach all over the country, and we can refer you to someone that can help you correct any mistakes that we may find.
1: Well, uh, obviously we don't have time to get into great detail. Let's talk about safe alternatives to the stock market. Can you give us one or two suggestions of alternative uh, investments to consider, especially as we near, uh, you know, uh, what we call retirement age, you don't like that term, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if we get in our late 50s or early 60s and we're uh, mm-hmm. not that far away from retirement, we don't want to risk it all on the, the stock market. What are some uh, right. possible... Options? Well,
0: uh, that's what I, I talk... I talk to people about safety
1: first, I see.
0: okay, because you don't have time to make up for this, okay? Yeah. So there, there, are, there are insurance products, okay, yeah. uh annuities and and equity index universal life all there's all kinds of different products okay and then you got precious precious metals also
1: yeah yeah okay? that's, that's true the
0: now the precious with them is metals they don't
1: generate any uh, <laughs> it, income so that the
0: no but but you know
2: it's
0: it's it's a funny thing when they talk about putting precious metals in your portfolio, which is not a bad thing, I'm not against it, but when you go to liquidate, they're going to pay you back in the same money that you paid, okay? So, I mean, but it, hopefully everything is going to go up grow in value, yeah. because our dollar is getting weaker, so, yeah. uh, and the government is printing it up like 40 going north, I mean.
1: Yeah, it, and then they talk about big tax cuts right now, and the whole conversation Seem to have forgot all about that uh, trillion-plus dollar deficit that we run every well,
0: year. Well, you know that—that's a funny thing that you mentioned. That—that that trillion, that twenty-trillion-dollar deficit, or whatever. Yeah. You know that that is just the tip of the iceberg.
1: <laughs> Please don't get me any more upset. <laughs> no, I—I I, I know that <laughs> our, our a government lot of is liabilities from, is fisc- out there. That
0: that—that that our, our government is fiscally insane. Yeah. If you ran your household the way our government's running this country, you would be homeless. Yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> but then again, I don't can't print money. <laughs> think, yeah.
0: Th- that's 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 why. See, there's no value attached to it. If you look at the dollar, pull out one of them dollars and look at it, and it says, "This is a promissory note, good yeah. for all debts, public and private. It's an IOU."
1: I noticed the other day in the store, candy I used to purchase for five cents at the movie mm-hmm. theater back when I was a teenager now it costs a dollar.
0: Oh, <laughs> you, you, it, you know, your cost of living is a little bit cheaper over there because there's a dollar and a quarter over here. Oh, well, where
1: best should listeners go to preview and purchase your new book, ask the right questions, get the right answers?
0: What's well, it's at, it's at many, many online bookstores, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and I mean, there's hundreds of them out there with it. Um, you can go to my website, www.rhillenterprisesinc.com, and uh, that can lead you there also. It's yeah, pretty much all over. And you also,
1: uh, that's where to go if somebody wanted to uh, retain you as a lecturer, a speaker, or a trainer. I know that you go to that website or. That's yes, that's
0: that's just you can go right to that website, and uh, all the information is there. You just, uh, just fill in your contact information, and we'll get back with you as great. soon as possible.
1: Well, in okay. closing this segment, I'm going to quote some disturbing statistics from the Social Security Administration, as if we need any more of those. They cite the financial situation of a typical 100 individuals 40 years after launching their career, in other words, nearing typical retirement age, and according to their statistics, one person out of 100 will be wealthy and another five will be financially secure. That means that only six out of 100 can look forward to a stress-free financial situation in their retirement years, and of the remaining 94 individuals, 36 will be dead, so we don't need to worry about their financials. Five will be still working, but is it because they want to or simply because they must in order to pay the bills? And that leaves a whopping 54 individuals out of 100, uh, unfortunate folks who will be dependent upon meager Social Security checks, relatives, friends, or maybe even a charity to fund a very modest standard of living. Now ask yourself, what distinguishes the 6% who have achieved their financial retirement objectives And except for those fortunate few who inherited big bucks, the answer is planning, also full understanding and hands-on involvement in preparing for retirement and positioning your finances to generate the cash flow you need to fund a comfortable retirement for all the years to come. And as my guest Rob Hill astutely sums it up, people don't plan to fail. Many just fail to plan. And if you haven't already taken the retirement bull by the horns, then today, not tomorrow, is the best time to take charge. And uh, I highly recommend you preview and purchase Rob Hill's brand-new book, Ask the Right Questions and Get the Right Answers, because effective retirement planning begins with a wealth of knowledge and understanding. And to summarize, Rob's book is nothing short of a financial education, just when you need it most. And thanks a million, Rob Hill, for joining us here today. Best of success on sales of your new book.
0: Well, thank you very much for having me, Roy, and I just enjoyed it.
1: I enjoyed it also. And let's all uh, put our thinking caps on and decide just how we want to retire and how we're going to retire. And uh, now is the time to begin. Thanks so much, Rob, from uh, Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Well, the holiday season soon will be upon us, and millions will leave home over the next few weeks to spend time out of town with family and friends. Also, holiday shoppers will rush to the mall and some of you may want to leave your car home to avoid braving the traffic and searching endlessly for that mall parking space. And let's face it, others will imbibe a bit too much at the office party or social gathering and will need to arrange a ride home, or better yet, you might plan ahead and arrange a ride before the party begins so you don't have to worry about driving home. And I'm certain you've heard of the relatively new Internet-based ride-hailing services list and Uber, but have you ever used them? Well, I must admit that uh, my wife and I have never used either service. I prefer to drive my own car in our in our Des Moines, Iowa metro area. Traffic it seldom is so busy to create a major hassle. However, if you uh, plan to fly to Chicago, New York, Boston, or any large metro area, you certainly might want to give Uber or, or Lyft a try. And the problem is that so many folks of middle age, including my spouse and I, don't have a clue on how to retain, much less use these services. Worse yet, my next guest warns use of Lyft or Uber could actually put you or your loved ones in danger. And as holidays draw near, I've invited uh, transportation expert Luca Ningoi, uh on our program to share Tips on how to navigate city streets safely and expeditiously over the holidays or any time during the year. And Mukan Ngoi is a recognized expert on both Lyft and Uber uh, ride services. And she's highly uh, commended former driver herself, both for Lyft and for Uber. And she's author of the upcoming book scheduled for release next spring, titled Hustlin' Humminbird, a very interesting title, to say the least. Hello, Mukhan, and welcome to our program, Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age.
2: Thank you, Roy. Thank you for having me in your program.
1: Well, my first question probably is unnecessary, but a few of our listeners may not be aware of just who Uber and Lyft are. Could you please give us a brief description of how these two companies operate and how their services are different from traditional taxicab rides?
2: Yeah. Um, Uber and Lyft are similar to each other. They're rivals. Um, basically, you just have to download their app, and then you request a ride to come get you. So it's oh, a know. private car who's coming to get you.
1: Yeah. That's what I thought, but um, let's say, uh, before we go any further, uh, so our audience can be certain they're listening to an expert in the know, can you briefly describe uh, for us your experience as a driver for both Uber and Lyft,
2: just to give us a little background? Um, Yes, um, my experience as a driver for both Uber and Lyft, being a woman is really tough, Um, not not because I'm just saying it's tough, but you get hate on. You get sexually harassed. Oh, um, it's disgusting. just very, very, very tough.
1: You must um, be driving yes. some politicians, I guess, or media.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just when people, men, drink, most of men, guys oh, yeah, who come that's... in my car, they're out of hand and they shouldn't yeah. be drinking, and they start calling you names. Um, you can ask them to stop, they still don't want to stop, and they start touching you and all that stuff. So oh, it's just brother. really hard to be a woman female driver in this Yes,
1: thing. I would think so. Well, um, what significant differences are there, if any, between the two services, Lyft and Uber? Are they basically the same uh, in terms of how the customers see them, or is there a really significant difference between the two?
2: Yeah, there is a significant difference. Just by a couple cents, it will save you a little bit. Like Uber charges a little bit more, oh, just I... in a couple cents. And then Lyft is a little bit cheaper. Oh. That's the only difference. But other than oh. that, it's operated the same.
1: Okay. All right. So advanced, well, let's say that... Uh... Your family just arrives at a major airport, let's say Boston Logan, and you need a ride to Aunt Flossie's house in Newton. The traditional Mm -hmm. method of door-to-door transportation would be to go to the nearest airport taxi cab stand, get in line, and hopefully board the then-first cabin line. In contrast, how would you arrange a Lyft or Uber ride, and on average, how long would you have to wait until your ride arrived?
2: Okay, so what I will do, I suggest to, I recommend to riders is before you even board your plane, just know where the Uber and Lyft stand pickup point are. There are, in each major airport, there are Uber and Lyft pickup um, stand. So you need to know that before you even board your plane. Yeah, I was going to
1: ask you where you should wait (laughs) to receive your ride, but I didn't know they... Like that in, in the
2: airport. Yeah. Yeah. Like in Los Angeles, for example, um, the taxi drivers have their own stand. So you yeah. have to know exactly where the Uber and Lyft stand is before you travel, before you know you're going to land. And then when you land, request your Uber or Lyft um, pickup probably wait until you pick up your luggage yeah. and then you step outside of the terminal where the pickup point is to request your ride. Um because Uber and Lyft drivers are not supposed to be waiting at the airport. We are just there to pick you up and go. We're not supposed <laughs> okay. to park. Where do you and hide
1: we- out so the airport? <laughs> behind- <laughs> You have secret highways or
2: <laughs> no, we don't have any secret highways, we just can't wait there or we'll get a ticket if we yeah. So, wait.
1: but they have, uh, I guess, these services have this uh, sophisticated computer uh, tracking so they know that the, the uh, driver that's nearest the airport that's available is that mm-hmm. how they work it? Okay, so. Yeah. Um, well, in most big cities, taxi cabs are metered, so you can track costs as you proceed to your destination. In contrast, how are your uh, you charged? How is your charge determined by Uber and Lyft?
2: So everything is done through your app. When you create your Uber and Lyft account, you'll put your credit card there. So yeah. when you request a ride, it will tell you how much is your ride based on how many miles you're going. Oh,
0: so it I charges
2: see. per miles and um, time. So, yeah. and that's how you pay for it. And Uber automatically charges, Uber and Lyft automatically charges your credit card once the ride is complete. Oh, and they pay the driver after that, after they take yeah. the fee. They pay the yeah, attention. I
1: know that uh, – so you can I, – I know. I noticed on the Uber uh, website that you can get an estimate based on the town you're in and the distance it, it looks like. I guess they can estimate what the traffic would be uh, at that time of day that you're requesting it or something, and they give you an estimate. But that's yes. not a firm amount, obviously, if you got in the traffic jam or something, I guess.
2: Um, it will still be the same um, oh, regardless see. of how traffic, how bad oh, the traffic is, they give I you an upfront a front, a front, um, fee of what your ride is.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's good to have that locked in then because <laughs> I know a lot yeah. of cabs have waiting times. <laughs> <But
2: they're good. laughs> yeah, Uber and Lyft doesn't have a waiting time.
1: <laughs> well, most taxi cabs have emblems and driver IDs posted prominently inside the cab. Let's say a driver shows up and says he's from Uber or Lyft for safety how do you verify that this is an authentic company approved driver and car do they uh, do they have methods to to ensure that
2: yeah so there's three ways of verifying to make sure you have the right driver um first of all look on your um uber or lyft um profile account before you request a ride it will give you the driver's car the year they drive who they are and all that stuff and it will show the picture of the driver so you have that on your phone and then the first safety step i recommend is check the license plate before you even get into the car to also verify that's the right driver who's picking you up and then once you check so many often like I will get riders who will get into my car calling me Abdul when I'm not Abdul and I don't even look like an Abdul <laughs> yeah.
1: because they haven't
2: <laughs> they haven't verified my license plate. They just walk inside calling me Abdul and then when I turn around to tell them no I'm not Abdul, they're like oh sorry for getting in the wrong car. So <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: really bad since they got the wrong sex as well.
2: As exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So once you verify the license plate then get into the car check before you get in the car check if there's anyone inside the car because a driver is not supposed to have anyone else inside the car unless you know your car pulling. yeah so that's the last step and then that's the second step and then the third step is once you get inside the car then ask the driver what is your name please and they will tell you what their name is so there's like Uh three steps to checking exactly, verifying who the
1: driver is. Okay, well, let's say I'm very old-fashioned and don't possess a smartphone, iPad, or portable laptop. I guess that Mm -hmm. leaves me out. There's really no way I can (laughs) uh, contact Uber and Lyft and arrange a ride then.
2: Um, You can. If you're not too good with technology, you can always have um, your grandchildren or someone (laughs) in your family (laughs) to request a ride for you. And which Uber and Lyft accept? So as long as you have someone else request the ride for you, that's fine. You just have to tell, have that person tell the driver, "This is for my grandfather," or "This is yeah. for who?" It is okay.
1: that. Yeah. Well, on a side note, can you please give us a few items of common etiquette while inside a Lyft or Uber vehicle? Is it okay to eat or drink during your ride, for instance? <laughs>
2: So the tr- I'm so happy that you asked that. The truth is most drivers don't want you to eat in their cars. They don't want you to I'm drink sure in what? their cars because a lot of passengers will just leave their mess and not clean it up. Yeah, so man. it's really frustrating on the driver's um, part to have to pick up after themselves. So I suggest before you even drink or eat, ask your drivers, please. Ask them yeah, if it's to
1: okay. Certainly, uh, it's not like a cab. It's a private, the own vehicle. And uh, they don't, people yeah. don't want to mess up with stuff thrown on the floor and <laughs> like a yeah. bunch of crumbs. And, <laughs> well, let's yes, turn and, to the all. Uh, oh, oh, go okay. ahead.
2: Um, so, yeah, that's another thing. And another etiquette, too, a lot of um, riders will ask the driver if they can smoke in their car. Oh. So please don't. <laughs> smoke in an Uber or Lyft car. You can smoke before or way after your ride because Uber and Lyft cars are non-smoking environments. That's
1: pretty much getting to be the trend with everything. Nobody wants smoke in a car anymore. (laughs) I can't believe years ago I used to smoke with my wife in the car all the time, even my kids when they were really young. uh, Fortunately, I kicked that habit long ago. Let's turn to the all-important issue of passenger safety. In most mm-hmm. large cities taxi cabs are regulated by municipal uh, authorities and presumably they include drivers with uh, criminal backgrounds and or bad driving records. And I don't believe Uber and Lyft are subject to uh, the similar regulatory safeguards. Am I wrong? And how thoroughly do the companies screen prospective drivers and how strict are their requirements?
2: So Uber and Lyft have to go through a process of screening their drivers, so they work with a third party who does the background check. Um, I was reading, I believe it's in Colorado, where um, some drivers, they had horrible background checks from, um, (laughs) they got caught, and then now Uber has to pay the fine for it. So I don't know why they didn't catch that, but... For the most part, um, Uber drivers have to go through an extensive um, background check in order to drive.
1: Yeah, I would hope so because obviously you, the most important thing is safety while you're in the, the yes. vehicle. But. Uh well, what, under what circumstances would Uber or Lyft remove a current driver? Say if they have, a like, a number of at-fault accidents, will they there, Or a, what about do they take passenger feedback for reckless driving? And what about a single DUI, even if it's not incurred while transporting passengers? Would that automatically eliminate the driver, or how does that work?
2: Yeah, so us drivers have to be very careful to drive. So we have to follow safety, um, the law at all times, yeah. even if we're not driving. So we can't get more than three um, reckless driving tickets within oh. three years. It will automatically put um, the driver out of work. And if you get a DUI, you're automatically deactivated from driving for Uber and Lyft. So you don't oh. have to have three DUIs. Oh no! It, it just takes one. So uh,
1: can you get your license back or with uh, affiliation back after a period of time or, uh, or are you formally um, banned from the
2: You're completely banned. If you have a DUI huh. you're completely banned from driving huh. again. Wow. But with the tickets and all that stuff you have to wait for a certain amount of time oh, to be able to drive again if you get a uh, driving tickets. Um yeah.
1: But they don't uh, tolerate then bad drivers. That's good to know. Well, please inform us. uh, Why should we always look inside a vehicle before getting inside? And what telltale signs are we looking for?
2: So... It's really good to look inside the vehicle because you don't want to get into a car where a driver comes with someone else in the car unless you know it's oh. carpooling. Yeah. Um, just for your safety because you don't know what the reason is the other person is in the car with a driver. No, you that don't know.
1: Really bother me if some other person's in the car that I ordered.
2: <laughs> yeah. So always look before you get in the car. So.
1: Well, uh, what should we never do while inside a Lyft vehicle, and does the same suggested prohibition also apply to Uber?
2: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, What you should never do, like I said, always ask. If you're unsure of something, just ask the driver instead of just doing it because it's not your car. It's you're entering in a,
1: yeah.
2: um, someone yeah. else's space, so just, and
1: don't get fresh if the driver is a female, or if you're a female, don't get fresh with a handsome-looking man.
2: Exactly, <laughs> exactly, horrible. and don't ask um, to. Another thing a lot of riders don't know is asking the person, the driver, if they're single or overly <laughs> personal <laughs> questions can get you banned. <laughs> None of <your laughs> <it's, damn business>. <laughs> <laughs> So don't do that. It's a the um yeah. community guidelines policy for Uber and Lyft, if you ask oh, nice, your driver nice. if they're single or person overly personal question, you yeah. can get banned.
1: Well let's talk about think? financial safety. For the Wall Street Journal Uber disclosed on Tuesday, November twenty first, two thousand seventeen that it paid hackers hundred thousand dollars to destroy stolen customer data that affected some 57 million accounts. And worse, the breach reportedly occurred way back in October 2016, but the company waited 13 months to disclose it to customers and drivers. Is it safe to sign up for an Uber account now? And what action, if any, should existing Uber customers do to protect themselves?
2: Yeah, I don't – yeah, it's still safe to sign up for – Uber and Lyft, as a rider or as a rider or drivers, yeah. and Uber and Lyft um, are taking care of that. Uber is taking care of that. Excuse me, not I Lyft. Uber is taking care of that safety issue. So yeah. they're going through a lot more measure to protect their drivers and riders.
1: Yeah, I noticed uh, in that article it said no customer financial information was taken, and there's no evidence that. Uh, Personal information was uh, used to commit fraud, such as identity theft, so maybe it wasn't so bad. Well, on an altogether different subject, you are author of an upcoming book called Hustlin' Hummingbird. Please tell us a little about the book and uh, what's the is it fiction or nonfiction? And what's the primary goal you have in writing it? What's it all about?
2: Okay, Um, I'm so happy that you asked about my book. So my book, it's basically to give drivers the voice, um, the voice of them saying they don't get paid enough, um, oh, the voice of addressing safety issues with dealing oh. with passengers, um, yeah. the voice of using the right GPS. It's basically, it addresses all of um, Uber and Lyft concern while they're on the road. Oh, That's I what see. The, So this is the primarily
1: book, written for drivers then.
2: Yeah, it's for both Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, and riders as well, oh, um, for see. both companies. Um, it's basically to help them have a better understanding of what the driver's job is and the challenges they face, and oh, also right. to be more patient and not be rude. Or, um, It's basically an a eye-opener of how complex the job is, the yeah, process of being a driver.
1: That's great. Well, uh, when is uh, the estimated publication date on that? When when will that be available? Sounds like a great book. But the...
2: Yes, so it's early January, um the end of January. Oh, it will be available. So my publisher just wants me to say it's going to come out in early January. It's oh, going to come great. out in early a... um, Jan- um early 2018.
1: I believe I said spring before, but it'll be there well before spring then in January. Yeah. And uh, where, where will we go to to buy that book once it comes out? I expect it'll be pretty generally available. But uh...
2: yes, the book you can get it on eBay, Amazon, online, and. Barnes and Nobles, just anywhere there's a bookstore, you can get the book.
1: Oh, that sounds great. Well, what's the best way to stay in touch with you and keep abreast of the uh, publication so we know when it's available so we can get out and get it? Uh, do you have yes. a website or anything we can follow? Or uh...
2: um, Yes. My website is almost complete, but you can find me on Facebook under Mukon Ngoi, oh. so M-U-K-O-N, Ngoi, N-G-O-Y-I. If you just type that, Mukon And then my book page, it's called Hustlin' Hummingbird. You can also find me on Facebook on my book page.
1: Okay, and I assume it will have an Amazon listing as soon as it gets published. Then. Yes. It's <laughs> a great place yes. to preview books, too. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's definitely a great book. It's an eye-opener for everyone. It's a really well, good book. Well, conclusion,
1: if you're a regular user or a driver for Lyft, Uber, or both, a lot of what we covered today is probably old hat, but even so, whether traveling alone or as a group or driving, familiarity often sometimes breeds carelessness, so never let your guard down. The safety and welfare of your spouse and kids depends upon you, and you don't want to end up uh, riding with some reckless driver that uh, doesn't have your safety and your your health and safety in mind. So I highly recommend uh, you... Uh, Follow the advice of our guest today, Mukhan Ngoi, and uh, also check out when uh, her book's available to keep an eye out for Hustlin' Hummingbird." It sounds like the definitive book for, uh, to handle for both riders and drivers of uh, vehicles for hire like that. And uh, thank you, Mukhan, for your most helpful travel advice.
2: Thank you, Roy, for having me.
1: Well, that's our program for today, and a holiday greeting stall from middle age can be your best age. And if you plan to travel over the holidays locally or far away, please travel safely and keep Uber and The other one, <laughs> Lyft, <laughs> Uber and Lyft in mind. And uh, keep in touch. Talk to you during the holidays and next year. from Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age.
0: You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his middle age renewal training system by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com.